Junk Drawer Podcast. There are podcasts I remember. Junk Drawer singing in the dead of the night. Hey there everybody, Wolfie's gonna tell a story. All the lonely podcasts, where do they all belong? And when I touch you, I feel Wolfie inside Because you're listening to Wolfie and Neil Hello everyone and welcome to the Junk Drawer Podcast. We've got a great show for you. We've got the Beatles. The Beatles? I am so excited. (laughs) We've been trying to do this show for so long and we finally got to it. I love the Beatles. I love yeah, the Beatles. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am the walrus. <laughs> Cuckoo Cuckoo. No, I'm Neil Edwards, and across from me is the Eggman. <laughs> I was going to do a, a Liverpudlian thing, but well, I, I... we'll give it a shot. Wolfgang von. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's try it again. Wolfie. Wolfie, there we go. <laughs> Wolfie and I are here. Uh, and of course, we've got the Beatles. Uh, we're going to start off, though, with a little brief history of the Beatles. Look forward to it. Hit it. We start off with Beatle birthdays. Ringo Starr, July 7th, 1940. John Lennon, October 9th, 1940. Paul McCartney, June 18th, 1942. And the baby, George Harrison, February 25th, 1943. All of them were born in Liverpool, England. And in 1957, John Lennon gets the crazy idea of forming a skiffle group called the Quarrymen. Paul McCartney and John Lennon meet for the first time in July 6, 1957, where the Quarrymen are performing at a church picnic. George Harrison joins the group after auditioning on the top of a bus, and the Quarrymen go into the studio for the first time. The group changes their name to Johnny and the Moondogs. They later change to the Silver Beatles and finally just the Beatles. They're joined by Stuart Sutcliffe on bass and Pete Best on drums. They play in Liverpool and then travel to Germany where they make a recording with Tony Sheridan. Back in England, Brian Epstein hears the recording for the first time. He becomes the Beatles' manager, cleans up their act, replaces Pete Best with Ringo Starr, and gets them a record deal with producer George Martin. I mean, I'd I'd been up to the cavern, and I'd seen what they could do. I knew their repertoire, I knew what they were able to perform. And I said, let's record every song you got. Come down to the studios, and we'll just whistle through them in a day. Here we go. You're right. Get this bloody little mic out of the way. Don't be nervous, John. Don't I'm not. Nervous, Take it, Erin. So how could I dance with another? Oh, and I saw her stand there. Please, 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 won't you? Like I please you. Love, love, me do. You know I love you. P.S. I love you. The reaction was bigger than anybody ever predicted, and suddenly, people were going crazy for the Beatles. After a smash performance on The Ed Sullivan Show, it was clear that Beatlemania was here to stay. 
The Beatles starred in their first movie, Hard Day's Night, then made Help. There was Beatles merchandise everywhere, Beatles wigs, Beatles lunchboxes, Beatles games. The Beatles were working eight days a week. They were either on tour or they were working hard in the studio. Something new, Beatles for Sale, Beatles 65, Help, Rubber Soul, Yesterday and Today, and Revolver were recorded in quick succession. The pressure was building. John Lennon made the comment that the Beatles were bigger than Jesus Christ. When controversy erupted, the Beatles decided they had had enough. They quit touring and went into the studio to work on their masterpiece, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. It was an artistic triumph as well as a commercial success, but it came with a cost. Their personal lives were a shambles. Privacy was impossible. John's marriage was failing. And then came the news of the death of Brian Epstein. As the 60s drew to a close, the Beatles had their first failure with Magical Mystery Tour. It was clear that something had to give. They went into the studio for one last time. That album was Abbey Road. Beatlemania had finally come to an end, but the Beatles leave us with a legacy of music that will live in our hearts forever. Neil. Yes. It's not the end. No. It's the beginning. <laughs> it's actually the beginning. It's the beginning yeah, of the show. You're, you're right. Yeah, it's, a, it's the end. It was the end of the Beatles. Um, <laughs> and, and it's the beginning of us. Yeah, I hope so. Uh of the show. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's talk about our personal memories of the Beatles. I mean, it, it seems to me there doesn't seem to be a time where there wasn't Beatles in our lives. It was Well, we were pretty little. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, I don't know when you became aware of them. Yeah. Uh, I basically became aware of them because of my sister. Uh-huh. Now, she's as old as the hills. Love you, sis. <laughs> so she was of age when the Beatles came on and were on Ed Sullivan. And I just remember her playing it in the house. And uh, I blame her, you know, because we would dance together. We would be bop. She'd, you know, because mm -hmm. I was a little, I was a little baby. Right. Little and she would grab my hands and we'd be bop around the house to it. Oh, that's cute. So that, that was my first exposure. And then, of course, later on, as I fell in love with music and I was exposed to the Beatles and uh, I started drumming and things, that was how I learned to drum, basically, was emulating Ringo and playing to Beatles songs. Right. Now, you were actually in a Beatle band. Oh, a terrible... No, actually, we were pretty good. Okay. I didn't like the name, The Sea Dogs. But for kids, I think we we're like 17. Sure. Uh, they were adamant about having all the same instruments to get it as close as possible. We had the uh, Vox Continental organ. Was that... Uh, I think my... it was the orange thing Lennon used to play. <laughs> okay. I think he even played it at Shea Stadium. Yeah. Um, I had as close to a Ringo kit at the time. Yeah, uh, my fake Ringo kit. I was actually the biggest Ringo you ever saw. Um, they had, you know, the the Hofner bass. Okay, but not lefty, righty. You uh -huh. know, it is what it is. Um, and the Gretsch guitars, the Hollow Bodies, and the Ricks. And great the, stuff. And the Vox amps. Great stuff for kids. You know, that's that's pretty cool. Well, I mean, the Hofner bass is a great. If you ever, oh, my favorite bass. It's, it's like a, balsa wood. It really, is. yeah, right. You're but right. It, it's got a really full sound. It does. It's got a great sound. It's a it's a light little Deep. bass. Oh yeah. Um, and they make knockoffs now for about four or five hundred. 
yeah. uh, of them. I've but seen them. There's nothing like a Hoffner. No, there isn't. Uh, and he still plays his. He does. And the Ludwigs, you played. It, we, they were silver, obviously, right? They were well, like the no, silver kind of. I had a mishmash, and actually later in life, um, I'm sorry, Ludwig's are drums, by the way, folks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. not Ludwig von Beethoven. Yeah, yeah, Ludwig um, drums. Yeah, the set you had was that's what Ringo played. Right, and I always had a mishmash. I always wanted that uh, black oy- uh, oyster, mm. uh, the black and white, you know, pearl that he had. Right, and uh, actually, in like around 2005, uh, Ludwig was selling their uh, Fab Four kit. You know, they couldn't use the name. Right, they didn't want to have to pay out the uh, yeah, wanna... the Liverpool kit. <laughs> You know, which is a small kit, pretty much. And I just just bought a uh, Sam Ash credit card. Yeah. And and bought the, I was very excited to have it. Now, the tuning is the tough part. Ringo tunes his drums a certain way. That's the that's the key, I think, to the sound. You know what? I can tune a fish. No, you can't I can tune, tune a drum. A, I can tune a piano. <laughs> yeah, I I do my best. Uh, I have friends that are great tuners, I think the and cool, I, I elicit them. He did an awful lot with very little, though. That's It's not a huge, like, Neil Pert set. Well, well that's right. what I like. I, I like a smaller kit. First of all, it's easier to carry. Yeah. And then you're, I think you're forced to be more creative. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, with a giant kit, no matter where you go, you got a drum. This year, you're playing with a snare, mounted uh, rack tom, uh, kick drum, bass drum, and a floor tom. Yeah. So, you know, you do what you got to do. I, I never needed more or wanted more. The Rickenbackers are great. They are heavy, though. You ever, ever listen to Well, I know things? the Rick bass yeah. is ridiculous because yeah. uh, our bass player also had one of those. And I, it's thin, though. Mm-hmm. And I put it on, and it was like, it felt like it was 40 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, another beautiful bass, and I, I'm a huge fan of the Ricks. Yeah, oh, they're, they're you know, especially the twelve string. They're just so cool. Which looking. is not easy to play. <laughs> no, apparently. it's not. But they're yeah. so cool looking. Oh yeah. Um, Beatle memory for me. Uh, I, re- I it seems like it was always on. Like there was always Beatles music in the background, no matter what you. Seventy-seven WABC. They had a Beatles. WABC. Thing. WABC. The music's on us. Yeah, boy, we're really gonna get off track. <laughs> um, first thing I kind of remember is the Beatles cartoons. Remember the Beatles cartoons? Oh yeah. Dun, 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 love those. Yes, I love those too. Later did I find though, and was disappointing that the Beatles weren't doing the voices. No, it was like one or two guys. Yeah, there was a couple of different guys doing it. Yeah, they, they weren't really involved in it. But cool animation, right. cool style and right. stuff. So my Beatle memory is that. My Beatle memory is also being in the car with my family and we're singing along to Hey Jude. Was, oh, that's was, great, because you know, that goes on forever. It does, and I remember doing that. <laughs> you probably that. made it from here to Georgia, yeah. and the song was still playing. Hey, it was still going on. <laughs> but I think that's the that's the great thing. It was sort of like the soundtrack to the, our lives, whether it was me singing with everybody in the car or you dancing with your sister. You um, saw me dancing with my sister? I saw you I dancing with not. your sister. You guys look good. You guys, <laughs> I didn't know you could move you that way. You were adorable. You were absolutely adorable. Just to dance with you uh, is everything. Neil. Yes. All right. Uh, a lot of people are black and white, polarized. Some some love all the Beatles. Uh huh. I myself, I'm more of a fan, though. I like the late Beatles stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when they completely seem to change style and more experimental. I like the early stuff. I like when they wore the little suits, all, yeah. all dressed up the same, and I think their rock was a little raw, 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 <laughs> was more raw. Yes, how's that? Yeah, um, it wasn't as refined and experimental as it got, 
And, you know, they did a lot of covers at the beginning. Yeah, they did. I guess to kind of cement them or get them in because everyone's familiar with that stuff. Right. And then slowly but surely, they started taking over with just their own stuff. And this is where controversy... (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I'm not the only one that can't talk. Let me try. try. And this is where controversy is going to erupt because I prefer the later Beatles. I prefer from Sgt. Pepper on on, on forward there. I think that's the best Till the the end. Till the end. Um... Sergeant Pepper is just a, a masterpiece of great thing. I mean, I I re-listened to it because I was giving the vinyl to my son because he wants to take it to school. Um, and it, it just the way it's a full album, it's like a full con- concept album as yeah. opposed to Didn't just that individual songs. Didn't turn off a lot of people though. Yeah, I think so. It, but they weren't touring anymore. This was their way to do concerts. That was a big change for them. It was kinda. a big change. And you know, I mentioned in the in the little documentary, Brian Epstein. Uh, died right before Pepper came out, and that's sort of the dividing line between the Beatles, the early stuff and the and, and the later stuff. It was Brian Epstein with the suits and all the great stuff before. He had more control. Yep. Then they were on their own, and then they were on their own. And George Except Martin, for George Martin, George yeah. Martin kind of took over and, and gave them violins and gave them all sorts yeah, of. And Paul was into that. And I Paul, yeah, Paul was into all of that as well. And it, and it became less John's band, I think, and more Paul Paul's, and yeah, George Martin. As they spent less time together, I think. Yeah. Paul spent more time in the studio and stuff as they did their other stuff. What a workaholic! Oh I mean, yeah, the guy yep. just works works all the time. I mean, so. Uh, yeah, he kind of took over that. All right, well, speaking of that, what's n- favorite Beatle? Now, you would think I would say Ringo. I would think that. But uh, you know what? It's, it's kind of, they're very close, Paul and Ringo. Yeah. Ringo, because that was my mo- motivation as a drummer. Um, and Paul, because, you know, I liked his uh, style. I liked his songs. Sure. And great voice. Okay. So they're very close. All right. You? Uh, I went the other way. I would go either John or George. I like Paul. I like them all, of course. Well, you always go the other way. If I, I say I know, tomato, that, you say I, tomato. I, I say tomato. You just want um, trouble. No, I do. I just <laughs> want to fight. That's all I want to do. Uh, I was early on John because it's kind of John's band, and I like his cheekiness and everything else. But nah, today he was the cynical one. He though. was the cynical one. I, I like George. George is my favorite. Really? And yeah, it is. Just, so it changed. It really did. I with age or? Just... It did. With age, I think uh, I mellowed a little bit and, and listening to his spiritualness and everything else. Because like, that can happen. You could start out, yeah. you could say, Paul's my favorite, and then you get older, your musical tastes change, and then you lean towards another Beatle. Which is funny because I started out being cynical and now I'm like spiritual. How, does, how did that work? It's supposed to go the other way around. Well, we get old and mellow. I was supposed to get old and grumpy. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's the way to go. That's my job. Uh, so, George, for me, favorite song, though? Do you have a favorite song of uh, the Beatles? Um, that's hard. I know. And to reel in Wolfie is I, always I know. an impossible. If I can narrow you to 30, <laughs> I'm a happy guy. You know, it, it kind of always comes back to help. Help. I need somebody. Help. Not just anybody. Help. You know, I need someone. Yeah, just it, it flows, and then you have the uh, the play between Paul and uh, John. Right. He has the happier uh, lyrics, and, and John comes in with the cynical stuff, and, and it's a play back and forth. It's got a great groove and uh, just a great sound. It, I, I hear what you're saying, especially about the, the, the groove between the two of them, getting better on Sgt. Pepper, where it's got... Have to admit it's getting better. You know, Paul's the bright, sunshiny oh, one. Oh, you're British. Yeah, I am British. <laughs> have to admit it's getting better, and then... John comes in and he goes, can't get no worse. Like he's the now I like <laughs> the John. The now end. I like John better because <laughs> he fits more of what yeah, you want to do. In I just there. realized how cynical he and, really and was cynical I am. on that one. Uh, song for me, but is, that was a balance. It was a balance. Yeah, uh, yin and yang on that one. Uh, the song for me, I've got to go with while my guitar gently weeps. Still my guitar. 
gently weeps I don't know how you were diverted you were perverted too Especially the it, love the love version, if you've heard the love version. No, but I will have... That's actually some cool mixes. Yeah. I was yeah. surprised. I bought it on a whim, and I don't know how involved any of the Beatles were. Well, yeah, there's only a few left. Right. But it was cool. Different it was takes. cool. It was cool. Cirque, Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. Oui, oui. Oh, oui, oui. You stupid Americans. <laughs> I, spit on your, I spit on your podcast. That all sounds familiar. <laughs> it does. We did that one before. Uh, favorite album? Real easy for me, Sgt. Pepper. Anything for you? Yeah. Probably meet the Beatles for you, like the original, the early stuff. I would think for you. Eat the Beatles. Eat the Beatles. Uh, yeah, any of the early stuff. Though Revolver, uh, just before was that just before they started yeah. kind of changing. Yeah, That's a good album. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, we'll go with that one. Film. Um, you said Help is is Help your favorite film of theirs? You know, it's funny because when I was younger, it was. Now it's a Hard Day's Night because Hard Day's Night was the first one. It's more sort of like who they were right help is more uh fantastical phantasmical yeah. Yeah. make up a word uh, something like that i like the color of aspect of it but i love the beginning of help uh where the beatles are playing the song and they're throwing the darts at it right even though on youtube they have a great great one without the darts or any of the stuff it's oh they just, have a non-dart version yeah just the version filmed without the stuff going on gotta check that which out. is very cool gotta yeah. check that out um for me it's hard day's night got it i mean it's just it's almost like a documentary. I mean, it really... Except for the grandfather. Well, the grandfather, and he's rather clean. <laughs> and much younger than he looks, apparently. He wasn't that... He wasn't that old? Yeah, he was in his early 40s. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, and Ringo stole the show. You think so? They actually... Well, they said he was the best actor out of the bunch. I thought and, Paul did great. Well, they all did good, yeah. but it kind of went off... Ringo went off on his own, the little side story and stuff. Yeah. I, I, the poor, poor Ringo. But I love the thing from from start to finish. And great songs, of And course. great songs in it, like that. Uh, awful lot of covers of Beatles songs. Yesterday's been covered thousands of times. The most covered Beatles song, I think. Yes. Or one of the most covered songs in general. In general. I mean, so, everyone let, from Sinatra. Yeah, strange, isn't it? Hearing yeah, Sinatra yeah. do the, the Beatles was kind of weird. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. Uh, but the best cover tunes, what do you think? As far as the covers, um, well, like you said, so many people, but I can narrow it down to the film uh, with Sean Penn, Sam I Am. Okay, he was the uh, mentally challenged right. guy. Uh, they got some great acts on it, especially um, Eddie Vedder. Mm -hmm. You got to hide your love away. That's yeah. like just a perfect mesh. I think he's a Great perfect sound. guy for yeah. Great sound. There were just some really cool uh, remakes on that, and there was uh, Backbeat that film. Oh yeah, and they had the guys from uh, Soul Asylum, I think, mm -hmm. like guys you, David Perner, Penner, people you would never ever expect to do Beatle covers, right? Because they wanted that young raw rock and roll sound because. You know, it's the early years. It takes place in Hamburg when they were right when they were in on methamphetamines or whatever. <laughs> yeah, when they were, all <laughs> they were staying drugs. up all night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love uh, with a little help from my friends. You know, with Joe Cocker. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great version of it. I think Richie. Thanks Havens, for bringing that up. Here comes the sun, Richie Havens. You played that one. for me. It's yeah, a great yeah. one. Uh, and then you've got some weird ones. You've got like the Carpenters doing t Ticket to Ride. <laughs> yeah. Know? And Fool on the Hill by like you know, 
by Sergio Mendez. I mean, yes, all these <laughs> well, remember things. I showed you the CD of uh, the Brothers Four, a folk group. Yes. Doing the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, that's. You know, it was jumping on the bandwagon while while it was hot. You, you know, you're right, and that was the thing. It's Everybody, money, baby. It was money, baby. Everybody <laughs> was trying to cash in Beatle haircuts and everything like that. The, the merchandising. Oh, the influence. I don't think there's ever been a band that's influenced society. The world over. Yeah, everybody wanted to dress like them, look like them. It was like Jackie Onassis, but on a bigger scale. All the women wanted to dress like her, so all the kids wanted to have uh, the boys. Yeah, the I don't boys. know how many girls had beetle haircuts. Yeah, and the merchandising was crazy. Yeah, and they yeah. didn't even see a lot of money. I think at do, first. Do you see a lot of merchandise out there today? Do you see people? It did pick. Stuff? Well, you know, I'm a collector. I know you. That's why I'm asking. It, it did pick up a little bit. Um, it's still. They still produce it, and people still buy it. Um, they even produced uh, the Beatles cartoon action figures, which, okay. of course, I was very excited about, yeah. Like uh, maybe like five years ago. My sister gave me a bunch of stuff, though, which is cool, and I always, I'm on the fence, sell it or keep it. Weirdest thing I ever came across was uh, Ringo Starr signed a baseball. Uh, that was I was in an autograph oh, you, shop. You didn't know that he was in the farm. Yeah, I didn't know that he was. Yeah, I didn't know he was coming up. He was the on the Liverpool Lads. There was a uh, the guy who owned the, the autograph store uh, met Ringo Starr and. Of course, he was a sports member of the guy. That's all he had. That's all he had. <laughs> so somewhere out there, there's a baseball with Ringo Starr's name on it. Then we go after the Beatles. Uh, the Beatles, you know, we said that it was not the end, it was the beginning. They did Free as a Bird, they did Beatle Anthology. So they did get back together in a way. Which was kind of cool. I, I didn't know. A lot of people were like, are they exploiting John? Because, you know, they use mm -hmm. vocals. You know, obviously he had been tragically killed. Right. It was all we got. So it was cool in that aspect that long after the fact, we were able to get new Beatles. Right. New I thought, old it, was, I thought it was cool. I thought it was great. And it was a cool great... videos. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two songs, right? They did. Yeah. Free as a Bird and uh, Real Love. Real Love. Yeah. I'm trying to think of which is my favorite. I mean, uh, Free as a Bird is my time. favorite where, you, where they end on Abbey Road where there's nothing. Oh, is that the one with the goosebumps and you, you yeah, just get chills? Yeah, I was just, I was chills all yeah, the way through yeah, when yeah. I first saw that. I, I gotta listen real... to those again. Uh, it just is great because it's got the, the Ringo drum. I love doing the drums. Like, oh, <laughs> I, I, love, I love when you do the drums. All right, ready? Here's, here's, here's Ringo's drums at the beginning of something. Flap it, da 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 See, I love Randy Rockland. Randy Rockland. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 can't go. Ringo, I thought was great. Ringo was, you know, something. Everybody makes fun of Ringo, and they say, you know, he didn't do anything and everything like that. Let me tell you something. You tell me something. When I tried to figure out how he played, yeah, it's not easy. No, I mean, you had Andy White, was it? Mm -hmm. Who. You know, when he was sick, I think he filled in on a few gigs. Yeah. He actually lived in Corny for a while. Okay. Anyway, it, it's hard to... I remember two of the most exciting things, real quick. Mm-hmm. Figuring out that he's not playing really... He did play a ride with the Sizzlers, the little rivets in it. Yeah. But most of those sounds in the early days was an open hi-hat, and he played kind of swishy. When yeah. I watched him do that and realized it, I was very excited. The only other time I was very, very excited as a drummer was learning how to play Ticket to Ride when you had the steady snare in there after the broken yeah, up yeah, part. Yeah, I was right. like, how does he get that in there and still do the stuff on the toms? I, I, yeah, I, no, I hear you, because it's... Dun, da, da, dun, ka, ka, un, it's, but it's then he threw in this... Sorry. Oh, yeah. He threw in that steady snare beat. Yeah. And when I figured it out, for the most part, I was like, yes! I put... I was trying to do some Beatles stuff, and you heard at the beginning of the show I did some Beatles stuff. I've put, And did it very well. Thank you, by the way. Uh, I put Ringo in GarageBand and, and did the metronome 
the guy is a metronome. He, he's he's steady as as, as all hell. And I hell. think he starts with his left. Does he? Uh, I heard Goes that he starts with his left. I don't know if he's a lefty. Yeah, and that's what makes it challenging, because I mean you could fake his stuff. Yeah, but when I watch it or I hear from other drummers how he did it, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do it the easier way. But it's cool to see how he actually did it. Amazing drummer. Uh, but it didn't end there. The Beatles had careers after. Especially Paul. Especially Paul. He, I think he was the mo- at least commercially yeah. successful. Uh, and then, of course, John had his big comeback with Double Fantasy. Yeah. With Yoko. Great stuff. That brought him right back. Great Because he was pretty quiet before then. It was. I think musically, anyway. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he did his political thing. Uh, George was always kind of like uh, peaks and valleys. Yeah. I've got my mind set on you in the 80s. He and had poor a- Ringo. <laughs> Hey, he did have some hits. He, no, no song is great. I love the no. I love photograph. Well, it, great. It, written it by don't George. Don't come easy. And it don't come easy. Yeah, great stuff. No, no that's on. good. I mean, he did have written a by hits. George. Oh, was it really? Yes, it was written by George. Your favorite Beatle. Yes. Um, yeah, but some, some good stuff. Um, do you have a favorite uh, song? You know, you got to go Paul of their solo stuff. Yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, I like George obviously for all the stuff that he did there, but Paul was just off the charts with McNeito and Titanium Man, and he had all the Wings Over America. That stuff. was a great tour. Jet. And and the great tour that he had there, the um, rock show. Did you see that? rock show? There we are. Good. That's, thank you. That's what I was. That's thinking a of. film. I saw that with my sister at the movie theater. Oh, there you go. That's Dancing with your sister again in the movie theater, <laughs> and then sitting next to each other. Yeah, Paul was just off the charts, and then he did stupid stuff at the end. That's where you lost me. Like with with you know Michael Eb- Jackson, Ebony and I. yeah, right, Michael Jackson. Yeah, you but know, you know says, what? Huge says. huge hits. The girl Lots of is money. mine. He did get extra corny. He yeah, did it, get a little, and then he reeled it in uh, later with his. I didn't like his late, his more recent stuff. I'm just not into it. He has a great band though that he plays out with. Oh, a great band! These steady guys. Sure. That, that it's, it sounds just like the Beatles and yeah, stuff. Yeah, with all the hits that Paul has had, it's it's tough to to come up with one of the, that's a I failure. Have a, no, I, mean, I have a know. favorite. Live and let die. Yeah, live and let die. Why do you like that one so much? I don't know. It's just it's got a little bond in it, that den in it with the orchestra, sure. and then it's got the nice quiet part. It, it, it just it just sounds not that crappy. And I apologize to Guns N' Roses fans. I I, I can't stand that version. But yeah, the the original version, the Paul McCartney version. I don't know. It just I dig it. Favorite song for me, "Give Me Love" by George Harrison. Really? Yeah, for the Afro Beatles. That's uh. Yeah, just feels just, it just feels so good. What was he, he had a really big hit, uh, not the one he got sued for. Uh, the <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I'm but I'm gonna let you keep going. <laughs> because I'm a bastard. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna keep going. Uh, that's my favorite George song. What is what is life? Is yes. One you're thinking. Yes, that's yeah. my favorite. Sorry, folks. Now we're going to do some Beatles trivia. So you folks out there in, in listening land uh, can, can or out there in... Play along. Can play along <laughs> with us here. Uh, to yourselves. You, you probably know a lot of the answers here. No, but, uh, I, now I feel like I'm on the spot with a pop quiz. It's I know. Did you study? No. 
I'm gonna have to wing what? it. What? Nothing's changed. Uh, all right. So this is eight eight questions for like eight days a week. Okay. So this is eight questions of trivia. And, and just be aware, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have no idea what he's gonna ask. Here we go. He whipped these out on his own. Uh, question number one: Paul McCartney. What is Paul McCartney's first name? It's Sir. Sir Paul McCartney. No. <laughs> no, it's not. Oops. It's it's James. James Paul McCartney. Okay. Okay. Ringo. Ringo Starr was born in a neighborhood, very dangerous neighborhood. It was called The a, Bronx. No, no, no. It was called A, the Angle, B, the Bingle, C, the Kringle, or D, the Dingle. Well, Kringle, I think Santa Claus. Right. Uh, and Dingle. Let's go with Dingle. You're right. The Dingle. Dingleberry. He, he, grew, he right? grew up. No, no, no. He grew up in the Dingle. <laughs> what a what a name <laughs> for an area. It is. Isn't that something? Stay out of the Dingle. <laughs> <laughs> the Dingle is Avoid dangerous. Avoid the Dingle at, at all, all costs. costs. <laughs> the Beatles' first concert was at the Washington Coliseum. That's right. When they, for the first American in yes, February. Yes. And the memorable thing about that one. Right was before that, Ed Sullivan. Right? Yeah. Well, after Ed Sullivan. 11 days after. And what did it have that was crazy? There? Oh, the drums were on a little carousel, yeah. and they would physically, the stagehand, <laughs> or whatever his name was, yeah. uh, the guy who went along with him, they would actually spin it. Spin So everyone the in the audience could see Ringo. Right, it was theater in the round. Very strange thing. Yeah, but cool. Anyway, uh, the it was cool. Uh, watch, that, that first concert in America, a front row seat cost how much? Uh, five bucks? Four dollars. I was close. Four dollars. This price is right. And what a great and the, the ticket <laughs> stub. The, the ticket stub itself is worth, of course, hundreds, hundreds. Of it's actually, dollars. you know, of course, they're screaming and hysteria. But if you watch, it's not bad. I mean, you could hear it. I have it on video. Yeah, and it's actually pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Um, question number four. Yesterday, the song yesterday. The title was not originally yesterday. Paul had a working title for it, and the title of that was A. Scrambled eggs. B. Taylor ham. C. Pork roll. Uh, all breakfast foods, you know, because <laughs> I'm hungry. But uh, I'll go with scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs, yes. Scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs. That was his working title uh, for yesterday. I had cholesterol <laughs> in my younger days. In my younger days. Uh, here's another question, Ringo. Uh, evict had an apartment that he rented to, to people. He had to evict Slumlord. He was Slumlord. No, he had to evict somebody from his apartment. That person was A. Jimi Hendrix, B. Keith Moon, or C. Brian Wilson. I would go Keith Moon because he was out of control. You would think, yeah. Actually, but I'm wrong. Huh? You're you're wrong. It's Jimi Hendrix. Uh, Ringo had to evict Jimi Hendrix because Hendrix came in and painted all the walls black. So Ringo well. said, "That's it. Get out. <laughs> I've had it with you." So much for cheeriness. Julia. Is uh, here's the next question. Uh, John Lennon wrote a, a, a song about his mom called Julia, uh, but Paul mentioned song mentions his mom in a song. What song does he mention his mother in? You're not going to give me a multiple choice. No, on this one I'm not. I probably know it, but uh, I can't think of it. Uh, here we go. It's "Let It Be," Mother Mary. Oh, it's uh, he's not actually talking about everyone. The I know everyone probably thinks Mother because Mary. it's a spiritual song. Mother Mary come comes to me. to me. Right now, and we're gonna, the last question here. Uh, the Beatles' haircut, given to them by A. Astrid Kircher, B. Klaus Vormann, or C. Werner von Braun. Uh, B. Klaus Vormann? No, Astrid. Astrid. Oh, uh, remember the photographer. The photographer yes, yes, took yes, all yes, the, yeah. the great photos of yeah. Stu Sutcliffe's. I suck. Fiance. 
F, F minus. You thought, yeah, you thought you were a Beatles fan. I'm, no, I'm tired. Folks, if you, <laughs> trying to make excuses. So, folks, if you got um, all of those, you are a true Beatles fan. If you got none of them, you're, you're Wolfie von Wolfenstein. Is and you one. get nothing. And you get nothing. Like you get, me. We get, you get our you undying. You get the joy of being our correct. Our undying respect. <laughs> I know trivia, too. You do. <laughs> what, I'm, what sort I'm, of? I'm going to hit you. Okay, hit me. Physically. All right, go ahead. <laughs> um... Okay, at the just before they broke up, uh-huh. they created their own. The Beatles created their own label, uh, their own corporation ah. to take kind of control of everything right. financially. Even though it, it was a mess, what was the name of the record label? Banana, close. Uh, kumquat. No, it was a veg- vegetable. A vegetable. Apple. That's that's a fruit. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Apple, yes, Apple Records. I uh, did so bad on the other trivia. I'm trying to get me yeah. back. Huh? Get you yeah, back. Apple Records, yeah, they did. Uh, With the green apple to slice, yeah. Right, and the slice, and when you turn the record over, it had the you yep, know, thing in yep. there. And, is... and they had some interesting artists on that. They did. It, it, the label, I don't think, lasted long. No. But they had Badfinger. Yes. But do you know who the very first artist signed by them? I don't know the very first, no. James Taylor. Uh, A lot of people don't know that. I like, know he was signed. Yes, I didn't know yeah. he was the first. Yep. And uh, James Taylor says if it wasn't for them and the label, he wouldn't have got the start and he wouldn't be as big as he, he was. So thank you, Apple. You can email us at thejunkdrawpc at gmail.com or you can go to our host site, thejunkdrawpc.podbean.com. Find us on Twitter. Tweet us. There is junk in the drawer. You can follow us on Facebook. You can even download it all out on iTunes. Download out on iTunes. Neil. Yeah. I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love our listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the end, the show must end. The show must end. Until the next one. It's right. It's been a long and winding road. (laughs) It's been a hard day's night. (laughs) Let's see how many many we can can stick in here. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, and whoever is listening to this podcast, we're very glad and very grateful for you to listen to it. We always ask that you interact with us whenever possible. I think we got a show, Neil. We do. Uh, You know, we've got a show. and, And actually, you know, we don't even need a show. All you need is love. Can we end on that? We can end on that one. So we'll say goodbye, good night, good afternoon, and so long. Goodbye. Goodbye, Neil. Goodbye.